We all know there are times when you don't have many choices in who you work with, like when a pipe bursts and you need a plumber right now. But when it comes to your mental health, you should have choices so you don't get stuck with a therapist who can't remember what you tell them every week. To find a good therapist for you, try ZocDoc, the place where you can find and book hundreds of types of doctors, including thousands of mental health providers. We're talking about therapists, psychologists, and psychiatrists. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare hundreds of types of patient-reviewed in-network doctors, including mental health providers, and instantly book appointments with them online. The typical wait time to see a mental health provider booked on ZocDoc is just four days. That's it. You can even score same-day appointments, either online or in person. I use this, and you should too. Go to ZocDoc.com stronger and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated therapist, psychiatrist, or psychologist today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash stronger. ZocDoc dot com slash stronger. On today's Mentally Stronger Friday Fix. Our brains are hardwired to look for danger. That's a good thing. Your brain tells you that if you step into oncoming traffic, you'll likely get run over, and that thought encourages you to look both ways before you cross the street. So the realistic thoughts about danger are helpful. But the problem is our brains sometimes look for so much danger that they prevent us from enjoying life because we're constantly imagining horrible things happening. Welcome to Mentally Stronger. I'm Amy Morin, a psychotherapist, mental strength trainer, and an international best-selling author of five, soon to be six, books on mental strength. You're listening to the Friday Fix Edition. Every Friday, I share a quick mental strength strategy that can fix the thoughts, feelings, and actions that can hold you back in life. And the fun part is, we record the show from a sailboat in the Florida Keys. So my new book, 13 Things Mentally Strong Couples Don't Do, is going to hit the shelves on December 26th. And I can't wait to put it out into the world. Before a book goes on sale, early copies always go out to the media so that they can read the book before they interview me like other podcast hosts or TV shows. And one of the most common pieces of feedback I've gotten from early readers is that they're excited that the book explains how to change your relationship even if your partner isn't invested. That's because relationships are a lot like a dance. If you try to force your partner to change the way they're dancing, it won't work. But if you just change your dance steps, the other person naturally changes theirs. And that's what I really wanted to convey in this book. I know that more times than not, one person in the relationship is probably going to read the book and the other partner might not, but that's okay. You can create positive change on your own that will create positive changes within your relationship. In every chapter of the book, I share a case study straight from my therapy office. And in many of the examples, I actually never met the other partner but I worked with the person who was right in front of me in my therapy office, and by making some changes, they improved their relationship. So I'm thrilled that my early readers appreciated that because I think a lot of couples books out there are really meant for situations where both partners are really motivated to read the book together. If you want to know how to build mental strength and how to strengthen your relationship, pre-order my book right now at any retailer. I'll send you a promo code for a free month of therapy at BetterHelp that you can use right now. In fact, you can gift it to somebody else if you don't want to use it for yourself. That means you could give somebody a free month of therapy as a Christmas gift. 
It usually costs $300, but you can get it just by buying the book, whether it's paperback, ebook, or the audiobook edition. You can go to my website for details, amymorinlcsw.com slash couples, or just click on the link in the show notes. Now, let's dive into today's episode. Does your brain usually predict the worst case scenario? Do you spend a lot of time imagining terrible things happening? Do you ask yourself a lot of what if questions like, what if this goes wrong? If you answered yes to any of those questions, this episode is for you. Last Friday, I talked about positive affirmations and how powerful your words are. And I hope that you did the experiment in the episode that showed you just how quickly your words impact your body. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, I highly recommend you go check it out when you're done listening to this one. The experiment also makes a really fun party trick if you're looking for something to show your relatives at the upcoming holiday parties. But today I'm talking about the other end of the spectrum, which is catastrophic thoughts. They're much different than the positive affirmation. They're the thoughts that are exaggeratedly negative. Like you might exaggerate something from your past. Maybe you made a mistake and you convince yourself that that one mistake ruined your entire life. Or you might have a catastrophic thought about the future. Like you imagine a mistake that you made at work means you're going to get fired, you'll never be able to pay your bills, and you're going to be homeless. And catastrophic thoughts aren't always about just a bad situation. Sometimes they're more about us and our inability to cope with stress. Let's say when you're watching the news, you see some terrible stories of things that people have been through. In your head, you might be thinking, I'd die if something like that ever happened to me. That's a catastrophic thought that says you're not able to cope with tragic things that do happen to human beings. We all have catastrophic thoughts sometimes, and there are several reasons why. I hear some people say, I actually like to expect the worst. And then if the worst doesn't happen, I'll feel relieved. But if it does happen, I won't be disappointed. But it's not healthy to sit around and think about catastrophic things that could happen to you. Not only are you going to feel bad, but it often prevents people from taking positive action. Like sometimes we don't take action because we're so busy thinking about all of those what-if scenarios. Like, What if I mess up? What if I embarrass myself? What if I lose all my money? So rather than spend your time preparing for something or increasing your chances of success, you might waste your time thinking about all those awful things. And of course, catastrophic thoughts could prevent you from living a really rich and full life. Because if you imagine everything ending in disaster, you probably won't take too many risks. And even really small risks might start to feel overwhelming. Essentially, our brains, though, are hardwired for danger, which is a good thing. Your brain tells you that if you step into oncoming traffic, you'll likely get run over. And that thought encourages you to be safe. You look both ways before you cross the street. So realistic thoughts can be helpful when they alert us to danger. The problem is when our brains sometimes look for so much danger that they prevent us from enjoying life because we're constantly imagining horrible things happening. Or our thoughts become so unrealistic, yet so believable, that we struggle to be rational. 
An electrolyte imbalance can cause headaches, fatigue, cramps, brain fog, and weakness. I know because I learned it the hard way. Like a lot of people, I avoid eating too much processed food, and I drink a lot of water. I didn't realize those healthy habits were depleting my brain and my body of the sodium they need to function at their best. So I started using Element, a zero-sugar electrolyte drink mix that's free of artificial colors and other dodgy ingredients. Having my electrolytes back in balance has cured my brain fog, and I have way more energy. Element tastes great, too. They offer lots of different flavors like raspberry and watermelon. They've also just come out with some Element flavors that taste great hot. You can add flavors like chocolate or chocolate caramel to hot water or add them to your coffee. If you want to see how much better Element can make you feel, try it risk-free. Order it for yourself. If you don't like it, just give it away and they'll give you your money back, no questions asked. Right now, members of the Mentally Stronger community can receive a free Element sample pack with any order. Just go to drinkelement.com stronger to claim your sample pack. That's drinklmnt.com stronger. Do you want to get high quality meat delivered straight to your house? Or in my case, a sailboat? Try ButcherBox. It saves me time and money. And if you order right now, Mentally Stronger listeners can get steak, chicken, or salmon free in every single order for an entire year. I love that ButcherBox offers grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, and wild-caught seafood. There are no antibiotics or added hormones. They even offer vegetarian options. ButcherBox lets you decide how often you want deliveries, and you can pick a curated plan, or you could completely customize your box. Sign up at butcherbox.com stronger and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free-for-a-year offer plus an additional $20 off. Choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com stronger and use code STRONGER to choose your free-for-a-year offer. Plus get $20 off your first order. Sometimes catastrophic thoughts stem from a mental health issue, like an anxiety disorder or PTSD. Sometimes it comes from our life experiences. In my situation, I, I lost my mom, and I lost my husband, and I lost my father-in-law. All within a decade, my 20s were certainly not good. And now in life, I often sort of expect catastrophic things to happen to people around me. If somebody I love says they have a headache, my brain's first thought is it's probably an inoperable brain tumor. Or if somebody's running late, my go-to thought is, ah, maybe it was a car accident. Fortunately, though, as a therapist, when this started to happen to me, like I knew what it was. I knew that catastrophic thinking was pretty normal given the circumstances that I'd been through. And I learned how to really train my brain to recognize, okay, I don't have to believe everything that I think. So those are some reasons why we have catastrophic thoughts. At other times, it's our attempt to keep us from being blindsided by something. So let's say you lost your job and you didn't see it coming. At your next job, your brain's going to be on high alert for any sign that you might get fired. If you get an email from your boss saying, let's meet at four o'clock, your brain might automatically assume you're going to get fired again. Or if you're not invited to a certain meeting, you might start thinking about all the reasons why you weren't invited and decide that you're probably about to get fired too. 
And in some cases, those catastrophic thoughts can become a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you're terrified of being fired, you might not be able to concentrate on your job. You might need reassurance all the time. You might not dare take a risk. And that actually might lead to you getting fired. I've worked with tons of therapy clients over the years who struggle with catastrophic thoughts. My favorite strategy that helps is learning to play the script through until the end. I'll tell you a quick story and explain how it worked with this particular client. So this man came into my office and he was in his early 40s. He lived with his mom and he was seeing me because he was struggling with depression. But one of the things we uncovered pretty quickly was the reason he was depressed was because he rarely left the house other than to go to work. And the reason he didn't like leaving the house was because he had catastrophic thoughts about almost everything. Like he would worry that if he went and did something, he might get a flat tire. So then he'd talk himself out of going. Or he would imagine that if he went somewhere with friends that maybe they didn't actually like him and it wouldn't go well, so he'd just stay home. And he did this at work too, like he really didn't advance his career. He had a college degree and a, he had a job that didn't even require an education. And they encouraged him to become a supervisor, but he said no because he just kept thinking it would be too stressful and that he'd mess it up. So to prevent catastrophic things from happening, he just avoided anything that might be even the slightest bit risky. And of course, that still didn't prevent his catastrophic thoughts. He thought about terrible things happening to his house while he was home, like a natural disaster, or that his mother might fall down and get hurt. So the strategy that we used in therapy was playing the script through until the end. Because what he'd done is that whenever he'd have a catastrophic thought, he would just feel afraid and then avoid the risk. Our strategy was, let's just hang on to that thought a little bit longer and play it through until the end. Like, what if I did get a flat tire? He was able to say, well, I'd probably call somebody for help if I couldn't change it myself. And then I would ask, well, how bad would that be? And he'd say, well, it would be annoying or inconvenient, but it wouldn't be horrible. I could handle a flat tire. But he'd spent years avoiding tons of things because he thought a flat tire would be a complete disaster. He'd never really taken the time to think about how would I handle it if I got one. So we did that with all of these things that he tended to avoid about like, well, what would actually happen? And when he was able to talk it through, he would see that the worst case scenario still wasn't that bad most of the time. But sometimes it's not just about horrible things happening. Sometimes it's about uh, somebody saying, you know, I'm afraid I couldn't cope. So this one woman I worked with took care of her elderly parents. And she knew, obviously, they weren't going to live forever. But she'd often say things like, I just won't be able to handle it when they pass away. So even though it was uncomfortable and quite morbid to play this script through until the end, we did it. She imagined what life would be like for her when her parents were gone. And she pictured herself being sad and crying for a long time. But then I asked her, well, what would life be like a year down the road? And she could see herself getting on with life and focusing on a career, spending time with friends, doing things around her home. And then I asked her to imagine what life might look like five years down the road. She said, you know, hopefully I'll be having fun or spending time with friends and, and really loving life. And so playing this script through until the end in her case helped her see that, yes, it was going to be painful to lose a loved one, 
but that she could still create a happy life for herself in the future. So that's how it works. When you experience a catastrophic thought, try playing the script through until the end. Ask yourself, okay, what would I do if that thing I'm fearing actually happened? Then ask yourself, well, how bad would that be? You might have to think far into the future, like months or even years down the road, to see that you could recover from whatever catastrophe might come your way. And remind yourself that yes, while it might be painful or difficult at first, you can cope with it. And that might take a lot of the sting out of those catastrophic thoughts. And when we don't perseverate on them so much, or we don't worry about having those thoughts so much, they actually don't have as much power. So while you can't necessarily prevent catastrophic thoughts from happening altogether, you can control how you respond to them. And when you play this script through until the end, you'll see that you do have some control over the way you feel and the way that you behave despite those thoughts. So give that a try this week. Whenever you have a catastrophic thought, play the script through until the end and see what happens. You might find it helps you cope with all of those what-if scenarios a whole lot better. If you know someone who could benefit from learning how to deal with catastrophic thoughts, share this show with them. Simply sharing a link to this episode could help someone feel better and grow stronger. Make sure to subscribe to our show so that you can make sure to subscribe to our show so you can get mental strength tips delivered to you every single week. And if you want even more content, subscribe to Mentally Stronger Premium. You'll get exclusive bonus episodes every week, access to the private Mentally Stronger community, and more access to me. I've been answering your questions about everything from pornography addiction, affairs and depression, and holiday family issues so far. But I'd love to answer your questions too. To subscribe, click on the link in the show notes. I have some special bonuses in store for my earliest subscribers. And as always, a big thank you to my show's producer, who doesn't like to watch the news because it's filled with so much bad news, Nick Valentine. <laughs>